Welcome back to the Caps on Podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by Anthony Mano, Nick Tobias, and Sam Meehan. Uh, it's week 13 of the NFL season. We're bringing you our 13th betting episode, I guess. Um, we got Sunday night, we have Monday night, and we have a Tuesday night game this week, which is pretty interesting with Dallas Woo! and Baltimore. Tuesday which is stupid, which is huh? stupid because everybody should just play anyway, whether you have a full team or not. But that's not that's a, that's that's a debate for another that's time. That's neither here nor there. All right, all right, Nick, you good? I'm all right. Hey, all right listen, it's Sunday just night. frustrating. It's just you know, I just want to get my frustrations out about it real quick because you have teams like the. Um, didn't San Francisco play that one week with nobody on their team except all B players? And then yeah, they beat the by like thirty. Okay, and and the the NFL said, sure, we're going to play on with it anyway. And then everybody on the Baltimore Ravens test positive. And like, oh wait, the, the San Fran situation wasn't because of COVID. I think they were just hurt. No, but there was another. There was another week. Uh, I couldn't recall exactly what team it was, but they put the Pittsburgh NFL in Tennessee. There you go. It, listen, there's just been games that are pushed off that. I mean, I don't think it should have been pushed off. I think it should have been played Thursday, if anything, on Sunday or Monday. Um, they push it off too long, and I don't really know why, and I'm frustrated, and I just want to play football. And just got to make sure football. everyone's healthy. I don't care if they're healthy. It's not my problem you caught COVID. Wear a mask and don't do anything <laughs> wow. stupid. Well, All I right. think the NFL, has pushed, the NFL has pushed games back to kind of limit spread mm-hmm. um, for positives, and they put the Broncos on because their quarterback tested positive, and there was evidence that, there was no spread, but they had to quarantine the quarterbacks. So it was kind of, I guess, a disciplinary measure, but they've, but I think wor- they've made it clear. I mean, when you talk it, about worrying the about is- the spread, imagine playing with a, a practice squad wide receiver as opposed to playing without an audience. I think the NFL has made it clear, like, they will push games back for virus purposes, but for, like, compliance issues, like, if you don't wear a mask in your team meeting, that's not their problem, you know? I think that's. I mean, I can go on and on about it, but I don't. I don't care enough. I mean, it's apples to oranges. Like, if you want to, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they should have. They should have played that game without their quarterback. But like, if it's a, if it's a disciplinary thing because they weren't wearing masks in a team meeting, like, it's no fault but their own. You know. Still Fair lost points. because of a stupid all around Baltimore Ravens <laughs> backdoor cover. Trace McSorley with a seventy-nine yard touchdown. All that. Forget about I was it. sitting Malarkey. on I was sitting on Baltimore plus four because I put that bet in when they expect yeah because oh, they were oh, supposed oh. to play on Thanksgiving and I bet you know on like Monday when that game was supposed to be on Thursday. Oh, mine got voided whenever it got moved. Really? That's that's. Fanduel doesn't do that. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> FanDuel, FanDuel did give me a refund when um, there was a phantom pass interference call in, uh, I believe it was the Minnesota game. Purdue, Minnesota, yeah, Purdue, uh, Minnesota. Yeah, Purdue, Minnesota, the college football that, game. There was, oh a phantom, uh, there was a phantom OPI, and uh, they, they refunded the money. So if another book refunds the money, then FanDuel will refund the money because that's just customer service. But I, like Stick said, that's neither here or there. Let's get into some uh, week 12, 13, 14. 13. 13. Lucky number 13. 13. Uh, All right, we have Sunday night football. Listen, we're on the Twilight Zone, so. Yeah. Huh? Do, 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 do. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sunday night, Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City are 14-point favorites, uh, 50, 48 and a half on the total. Uh, Denver's 6-5 and five against the spread. Kansas City's 6-5 and five also against the spread. Uh, Denver's lost three of the last three. Um, I'm not sure what they are against the spread. This isn't making sense. I think they lost three of the last four. They're one and three against the spread in that last span. Uh, coming off a game with no quarterback, I mean, like we touched on. Um, so Drew Locke, who's going to probably get the start this week, hasn't played in two weeks. Um, I, I don't know what to do here because this line is so friggin' big at 14 if anybody else wants to go. Maybe I'll change I mean, my mind. On As... FanDuel, got pushed to 13 and a half. Um, okay, I mean, that's a little more enticing. It's but Still it's two touchdowns. A lot. And I think they win by more than that. I'm not really going to touch on this too much. I think they blow the doors off of this Denver team. And I will use the Mano term as blow the doors off, bulldoze, whatever you want. Um, Kansas City is phenomenal. Uh, they showed it last week, and they kind of got screwed by a little bit of a backdoor cover last week against – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and I think the Denver Broncos are a significantly worse team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 
first time that Drew Locke is practicing for the in like a week and a half, and I don't think it's gonna be close. Yeah, as someone who loves betting against the Chiefs, um, I can't do it. <laughs> After what was it? The last time they played, it was the Chiefs put up forty three in the snow. Yep, something like 40, that. Forty three to nine. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's gonna be a similar, maybe a little bit more offense from the. Denver side, but yeah, it's giving me something like 38-14, something like that. It's it's not going to be close from the start. Listen, the the Kansas City Chiefs have put up more than 30 points at 30 points per game at home every time except one time. So w- whatever that percentage is, there's only one time they didn't top 30 points. So you figure they put up at least 35 against this Denver defense, and you really think Denver is going to score what 14 points? I don't think so. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback. I'm, I think I'll go with Kansas City minus fourteen. Oh man, I was gonna. Do yeah, it. I'm taking. No, I'm taking Kansas City minus oh, fourteen God. too. I, um, the Broncos. Dude, Patrick Mahomes is so good. He's so good. He is. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably the best. The best quarterback that that we have seen, like from a talent wise, since you know Aaron Rodgers in his prime, and even Aaron Rodgers now. But um, the Broncos spend a lot of money on their defense. Uh, for situations like this uh, with with Pat Mahomes in the division, but I don't think it really matters. I think they get they get the blow uh, the the doors blown off in this week. It's there you go. That's two people easy. saying it this week, man. Oh, that's good luck. <laughs> two wrongs make a right. Two wrongs make a right. Yes, sir. That's two fine. negative. A negative times a negative is two negatives. A yeah, two negatives positive. make a positive. Mm. Yeah. Simple math from the boys. Big brain time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to easy money. We got a squad sweep on Kansas City. Anybody want to kick it off? I'll kick it off. All right, Sam. Let's hear Let it. me ask, who's the best team in the NFC? The New York NFC. Football Giants. The Saints? <laughs> Besides the New York Football Giants, probably the New Orleans Saints. Especially, I mean, not, maybe not now without Drew Brees healthy, but even Taysom Hill has looked like a – Doing enough to keep to you know he's not met, he's not turning the ball over he's putting up enough points and that defense is again getting better and better so they are a three and a half point favorite this week on the road at Atlanta Atlanta is you know they they just beat the hell out of the Raiders last week out of nowhere but the Raiders this whole season have been incredibly inconsistent I mean when they went from you know they lost by few scores to New England, and then, you know, beating the Chiefs. So that was a letdown game more for the Raiders, and I think it was a big-time, you know, we're back performance from Atlanta. Um, New Orleans bringing them back down to earth more um, offensively or defensively, I should say. Um, call, make Matt, Matt Ryan uncomfortable, make him turn the ball over, and, you know, put up 24, 28 points, and I think that's easy. Saints minus last time 3. these 5. last time these two teams played the Saints won twenty four to nine that was with Drew Brees as mm-hmm. uh, oh no that was with Taysom Hill as a starter that was only two weeks ago yikes mm-hmm. um, yeah that was when we got side blind you, you got a uh, uh, you've got side blind by yeah by by Jameis Winston with, starting and then mm-hmm. next thing you know they say hey, Taysom Hill last minute and it's still one <laughs> I think I had the Saints that week too <laughs> yeah and I'm gonna do it again I mean the the Falcons have really kind of um, not salvage their season because I think they're still yeah they're still three and seven but with Raheem Morris at the helm like they're doing a hell of a lot better than Dan Quinn they're staying competitive like you just said they they just routed the Raiders um they only put up nine against the Saints two weeks ago but uh beat the Falcons beat the Panthers lost by one to the Lions right this team is is getting better um they're getting the fired coach bump um with Tays- but I think Taysom Hill has proved to these can at least handle the load and let everybody else do the rest, you know, like as mm-hmm. so long as Taysom Hill doesn't beat you here, or like so long as Taysom Hill doesn't do anything to, to, to drastically change this outcome, which I don't think Sean Payton will put him in a situation to do that. I think the saints are easy here too. I mean, I think three and a half is more than enough for me to give, like mm-hmm. Sam said, arguably the best team in the NFC. Um, and you mentioned before about how the Atlanta Falcons are on a roll. They did put up 43 last week against the Las Vegas Raiders, but if anybody watched that game, you see Derek Carr uh, turn the ball over. Uh, it seemed like almost every possession he looked god-awful that game, mm-hmm. and that was it's, the reason. It's more of a fluke game 
than yes, and exactly. Than I mean, you, you turn you turn the ball over and, and you get good uh, field position, and I, I think that's why the Falcons cashed in. And now they're looking at mm-hmm. um, banged up Todd Gurley. You're looking at a, uh, Julio Jones possibly not playing, and that's a huge factor. Um, and the Saints are just good. I mean, their defense is good. They're ranked number one overall, and they're fifth in points allowed. Um, Taysom Hill doesn't have to throw the football to win the fo- uh, to win the game. You've seen him score two touchdowns um, on the ground, and it is more than enough. Uh, Sean Payton, I think, is a superior coach here, and I think the Saints are the superior team, and they win it by easily more than three and a half points. All right, who's next? Hit it, stick. Go ahead, Stick. You want me to go? All right. Yeah, play um, the, so play for the my easy money, I'm going to hit the Colts under 50 and a half uh, playing against the Houston Texans. So the case for this one here is Will Fuller got suspended for, was it just illegal substances? He said he bought something a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago and somebody, yeah, Nick's shooting in the arm over there. Well, do you know who their strength and conditioning coach is? I do not. Brian Cushing, who got busted on the Houston Texans for doing uh, for doing PEDs. Well, there you go. Seems like it makes sense. Yes. And if you look at a picture of him, if anybody wants to look up a picture of Brian Cushing on Google, tell me what you think of him after you, you look at You should know who Brian Cushing is. You got to look at a picture of his face, and then you'll understand why Kenny Stills or, I'm sorry, Will Fuller was taking PD, uh, PEDs. There you go. Bradley Roby, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Two people. Sorry, Stick. No, you're good. Um... So I, I like the under 50 and a half. Um, actually, it's at 51 now. So I'm going to take that half point. And Indy looks to run the ball. Um, so the clock winds. I use that as an argument a whole lot for the under. And it makes it makes sense. Keep the clock winding. Less points can be scored. And that's about it. And, and this is really a play on that. And the fact that Houston isn't really going to be able to run the ball much on Indy's defense. Because, I mean, they're really good against the run. I mean, just, there's no disputing that. Um, so it's going to put the ball in Deshaun Watson's hands to do something, but now they don't have Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, or Randall Cobb. It's going to be the Brandon Cook show and the tight ends, Jordan Akins and uh, Darren Fells. So that's pretty much it. That's it. That's my case. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the huge drop-off that the Houston offense takes, and they've had Will Fuller pretty much all year, and I think this is the first time that Will Fuller has played a full season without missing a game. Um, and he's pretty he has been the number one target ever since – DeAndre Hopkins left and that's a huge void that that offense has to fill now that he's out um Deshaun Watson's gonna be forced to do more which it plays into what the uh, Indianapolis Colts secondary likes for the uh, the opposing quarterback to do um I think Phil Rivers is going to be under duress pretty much the whole time they're missing their starting left tackle uh so I think JJ Watt's gonna have a field day especially when it comes to passing downs so I think the game is just pretty much going to chew the clock left and right. And I think under, what do you have, 51? I think under 51 is a good call. I could see this as a quick, like, 20 to 13 game here where there's really nothing going on, and it's just a boring, very, very boring game. I hope so, Nick. I hope so. You and me both there, Stikey boy. Who's up? I can uh, can go. Uh, You ever see the the Spider-Man pointing at each other meme? Mm -hmm. Right? Where they're like outside of the yeah they're like just pointing at each other right, um, I think uh, I think that's what we're gonna get from Cleveland and Tennessee's offenses right. Uh, basically, they both they both play off of uh, they both play off of play action right. Tannehill and Baker Mayfield are probably two of the most uh, prominent play action quarterbacks in the league. Definitely the two most run heavy teams uh, to play that play action off of. Uh, the difference here is Tennessee is actually a lot better than uh, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, despite being eight and three, is probably the fakest eight and three team that I have seen uh, in my 23 years of living, and I don't know how many years of watching football. Um, to me, they feel like they, they, there's a term in wrestling called a jobber, right? And a jobber will go out and they will get wins against some scrub opponents, right? And then when they have to fight like a champion, right? They look good because they have all these wins stacked up, but they're going to get dogged by the champion because they're just a jobber. A right? jobber. To there me, you go. to me, Cleveland feels like a jobber, right? Where they've gone out and they've beat teams, and the record looks nice, and look what they are—they're eight and three. Don't look at everything else. Don't look behind the <laughs> curtain. Um, I think they're going to get. I I I don't know if it's going to be. A seven. I think it's going to be around a seven-point game, but I'm taking Tennessee minus five and a half. Um, Tennessee is hot right now. 
they're the better team. They're the better offense, despite them both playing the same thing. I like the talent on Tennessee more. Uh, A.J. Brown looks a lot healthier. Corey Davis contributes. Um, I don't think, uh, despite getting Miles Garrett back, I don't think the Broncos can stop him, uh, and I don't think they can keep up. So yes. give me Tennessee minus five and a half. Oh, what did I say? The Broncos. The Broncos. Ah, uh, wrong BR word. Give me the Browns. Broncos are brown. Sometimes. Yeah, the, the Titans really Horses. impressed me last weekend against they Indy. Did. They did. Beat the They're hell out high. of them. Mm-hmm. And I picked I picked Indy last week. So did I. <laughs> I th- it, it's it's tough because like this 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 Tennessee team is also eight and three, and you could probably make the same argument for them that I just made for the Browns. But like somehow like I feel more comfort in Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill than I do in Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield and. Jarvis Landry to AJ Brown, like the talent on one side just feels mm-hmm. a lot better. So, give does me, it give scare me you that? Bef- does it scare you that before last week against the Colts, the Tennessee Titans haven't scored more than twenty-four points? Um, because that's 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 not good. I mean, they 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 were no. able to to succeed last week against a tough indie defense, and the week before against the Baltimore Ravens defense. Um. And I got to give him props for that. And I, I got to give it to Derrick Henry for putting up, what, 150 last week um, or whatever it was. Touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, get the hack trick and, he, and he's balling. Um, I, I think this game's just going to be close, and I do see it as a touchdown victory. I personally don't want to touch this game uh, just because I think there's these are two very even match teams. And when you say there's are two Spider-Man memes p- uh, pointing at each other, I think you're exactly <laughs> offense right. Offense at least. The offense at least. Uh, In similarity, I don't, th- I don't think they're 100%. the same talent-wise, it, 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 but it, it, they, they do the same thing. And my problem with Cleveland isn't their team. It's Baker Mayfield. And, and there was one pass he made last week um, where I think, oh, yeah. Richard, I think he had Richard Higgins <laughs> wide open in the end zone, and he airmails it right through the uprights, mm-hmm. which I don't think I've ever seen mm-hmm. before in my entire like, life. Like, no one within 10 yards of him. Um, so this is, this is really – this is a tough, tough game for me to pick. I think Cleveland mm-hmm. getting Miles Garrett back on the defensive end is going to be – on the defensive side of the football is going to be a huge boost for them. Um, Nick Chubb has come back and pretty much run for over 100 yards in the two games he's been back, and he's a beast. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen in this game, and it's being played in Tennessee. At least it's not being played in shitty old Cleveland. Uh, that's all I right. got to say. Uh, what was your, your your question? Was I was I concerned about them scoring less than? Yeah, have they scored over 24 points in every game besides Cleveland, or every game besides Indianapolis? Have yeah, they eclipsed 24 in the beginning games? of the year. Yeah, for sure. And the week before against Baltimore, right? They scored 30 against Baltimore. They scored 42 against Houston, 42 against Buffalo, 31 against Minnesota, 33 against Jacksonville. (laughs) So I don't know where you're pulling these stats from, Nick, but untrue. Untrue. I could have have hit a wrong button or simply have just malfunctioned in the brain brain area. It happens. Don't you just hate when you accidentally possibly maybe do something and this is the result? (laughs) I'm 100% wrong. I'll be completely honest with you. All right. How about you give your pick and see what happens? All right. So my easy money, I guess, this week, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams minus three um, on the road Mm -hmm. against the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Los Angeles Rams are one of, if not the best team in the NFC uh, West. And I think it's it's strictly because of their defense. Um, Now, yes, they, they, Played a very lackluster game last week against the San Francisco 49ers, and but that but to be fair, the Niners have had their number pretty much all Shan- year. And, and, Shanahan and, owns McVay. Shanahan I'm owns McVay, and I think that's the He's history. Four against him. Exactly. So four I think that's the history. That's the history playing against the Los Angeles Rams, and 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 I think that um, last week is is whatever. I don't think that factors into this week um, for the for the Los Angeles Rams particularly. I mean, they they have had an up and down season, but I think. They're a strong football team. You have arguably one of the best offensive coaching minds in general in Sean McVay um, with an offense that has at least four or five weapons coming out of there with, with Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, uh, Cam Aker. I mean, I can name their whole, their whole offense, and it, it's a good offense, and their defense is nothing to be a slouch about between Jalen Ramsey, Josh Reynolds, um, anybody else they have back there. I mean, so Aaron I, I Donald even, guy too is all right. Yeah, I, I didn't even mention Aaron Donald either. <laughs> Um, they quietly have one of, if not the best defense in the NFL behind the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that they're going to give the Arizona Cardinals uh, a tough time. And on the Arizona Cardinals side of the football, last week when they played the Patriots, Stephon Gilmore pretty much shut down DeAndre Hopkins. I can't tell you how many yards DeAndre Hopkins had off the top of my head, but I believe it was under 50. Um, 
And the Arizona Cardinals need DeAndre Hopkins to score uh, to to catch at least 75, 80 yards worth of you know receiving yards to at least be a factor in this game. Um, Kyler Murray's shoulder is a factor. He he obviously looks like he's hurt. He looks a little bit compromised, and that spells nice for Jared. Uh, I'm sorry for Aaron Donald on the defensive side who's going to be trying to get to the football the whole time. Um, they haven't topped 21 points uh, in back-to-back games. Their defense, uh, their offense looks a little last, lackluster. I think that they peaked a little bit too early, um, and, and I think that this is Vegas kind of riding high on what Arizona looked like in the beginning of the year. I think they are mm-hmm. coming down, and I don't think they're the same football team that we saw earlier this year. They got lucky against Buffalo. Um, they kind of got smacked around last week against a – a below par team in the new England Patriots that I think don't have the level of athleticism and players that the Arizona Cardinals do. Um, and, and I think the, the Rams scheme up a great game. And I think McVay uh, out coaches um, Scott King, Scott Kingbury very easily. Yes. And I like the Los Angeles Rams here a lot. I like them a lot. Scott Kingbury is the Phillies second baseman. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the, is the Cardinals head coach. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been reading a lot of New York Mets uh, propaganda, especially with uh, Steve Cohen coming in and the recently And Scott Kingery has come up with that? No, but it, it's come up with the Phillies and JT Real Muta. Listen, I just That's hate fine. the Philadelphia. Go ahead. Uh, no, to your, to, your point about, uh, to your point about the Rams, right? I, I think that they have the talent in place to make uh, Kyler Murray and that offense very uncomfortable, right? They have pass rushers on the edge that can force Kyler Murray to stay in the pocket, right? And force him to step up, make bad throws on a crappy shoulder, right? And when he's going to step up, you know who he's going to be looking at? Aaron Donald. And right. wait, before you keep going, I don't think Larry Fitzgerald is playing, and Larry Fitzgerald has the highest, I think, um, target percentage on third and fourth down in the NFL. Don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. That's a good. That's a good stat. Okay, stats that might matter. I like yes. that. Stats that um, matter if they're correct. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, I like the I like the Rams here too. I think the defense is uh, is is set up in a, a really good. They have the talent to to kind of make Kyler Murray uncomfortable and, and force uh, him in really shitty situations. So. Good pick. Thank, At least thank you very much, Ant. Thank you. I'm with no you problem. there too. It, oh, is, thank you too, Stan. Call me, call me crazy, but I'm I'm curious how you guys see this. So we're in an eight team league, obviously. The three of us know Sam. You might know. I have DeAndre Hopkins going up against Jalen Ramsey this week. It's an eight team league. My wide receiver depth is good enough. I'm very strongly considering benching DeAndre Hopkins in fantasy football this week. I mean, I honestly don't think it's a bad move. I mean, you're looking at a defense or a secondary for the Los Angeles Rams that is giving up the fewest points in the NFL. And you're forcing, um, or I'm sorry, it's giving up the fewest yards per attempt in the NFL. And and like Mano said, you're pressuring Kyler Murray. And if he's afraid to run, if he's got a shoulder injury, he's going to be afraid to run the ball and make contact past the line of scrimmage. Um, And he's forcing, now he's going to be trying to force passes. And if he's forcing passes against, uh, Patrick, or I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey and, jo- and Josh Reynolds, or I'm sorry, Josh Johnson, and they who who, who uh, who's their safety? Jordan Fuller or somebody? Another, there was another Fuller. It's Taylor Rapp. John Johnson. He's hurt. John Johnson, John Johnson. the third. I'm. Sh- I thought there was a young. I thought Taylor Rapp. Bro- it's Taylor no. Rapp, but he's no. Hurt. It's Taylor Rapp out of Washington. No. Okay. I'm gonna look it it's up. Fuller. So you can keep, you can it's keep Fuller. Going. It's Jordan a Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. Jordan Fuller out of Ohio State. Say that. You did. I don't know. Did you? Thank you. Thank you. That's it. That's it. Go ahead. Sorry, Stick. I would bench. Stick, as an individual as an individual in your division uh, in this fantasy league, I highly suggest benching DeAndre Hopkins. I would like the division. Um, See, you're being snarky right now, but like, I'm going to make the move, and it's gonna, I'm going to make you look stupid for telling me that because you're making it seem like a shoo-in, but he scored the least amount of points on my team last week with 10. So. Oh. You wouldn't trade him to me. So. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't <laughs> trade him. I got point six from Derek Carr last week. That's what you, that's uh, what you get for putting yikes. Derek Carr in there. See, and that'll yikes. feed into your New Orleans Saints yikes. pick this week. That feeds yikes. into the Saints pick, and yikes. I'm going to go off so the record. I did have Derek Henry and Tyreek Hill, though, so it was okay. Well, this uh, is going to be an off-the-record pick, but I'm going to take the New York Jets plus nine. That's just off the record. Yeah, off the record. All right, let's move on to make the case. Nick's just spewing bullshit. Where we, we don't win picks as it is, and then Nick's just throwing out 0-11 picks. If you listen this far, just fade whatever we? I say, except the Los Angeles Rams pick. Yeah, we don't lose, Nick. I mean, I, I do lose. Sam, you do pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, you no, 
Giants okay. Um, oh, I'm going to kick it off here. It would have been two and zero last week for the Giants. Yeah, no, that's right. a good point. What, what are we doing? We do make the case. We make do the case. Night. Let's let's make the or, case, and then we're going to case Monday night. All right, let me start with the make the case. A little make the case baloney for the boys out there. Um, okay, baloney boy. This is, this is Nikki Bolognese coming out here with your daily dose of garbage. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville <laughs> plus 10 on the road against Minnesota. Um, is this three weeks in a row you're taking Jacksonville? I don't know what the hell <laughs> your problem is. No, I, I didn't touch them last week, and they covered last should've. week. Should've. You should have. I should have. And they're, they're, they're going to cover this week. They're playing a Minnesota team that's very, been very up and down all season, They who played a really crappy game last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dallas has arguably one of the worst defenses in the league. Their offense obviously has weapons between Amari Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, whatever. Um, I just think 10 points is a lot here to be giving uh, a Minnesota team that doesn't really have a defense. Um, I kind of liked what Matt, uh, what my, Matt, uh, Mike Lennon did last week. I mean, he threw for 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Listen, Cleveland's, de- <laughs> Cleveland's defense isn't that bad. They have a they have a very good screen. Yeah, maybe they don't have any pass rushers, but you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, it's not good. Um, and they didn't have no. DJ Chark last week either. It's not. You're the one making the case, Nick. I am. And and last week they didn't have <laughs> DJ Chark. They're playing against a, a an above-average defense, and Mike Lennon made it work, and they only lost by, what, three points last week? They, they, they almost did it. Um, Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is bad, and I'm not going to argue that. Um, but the last four games, they've held opponents to under 27, and I think the Jag, if, if the defense holds up and holds Minnesota to 27 points, I don't think the Jaguars have any problem putting up two touchdowns and making it a close game. Yeah, I gave you flack, and I, but I, I happen to agree in this, in this case. I do. Yeah, um, I, I, need you to, I need you to clip that, that you agree with me on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I want to post that everywhere. It's going up. Trust me, it's going up. It's in the podcast. We're recording. The great Mike Francesa did just say that the Jaguars are the best one in ten team he's ever seen. The so. Jaguars are a fantastic. That's a death wish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going to lose my <laughs> That's a comment you can just throw out there, though, and like, that's okay. Like, you're not going to get proven wrong. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? They're going to get worse, and they'll be like a one in thirteen they- team. They can't really the guess best worse. One I mean, they have arguably ever. one of the best offensive rookies in the league with with James Robinson running the football. I mean, undrafted free agent who's putting up like over 100 scrimmage yards per game. Um, Mike Lennon is a seasoned veteran who's played on multiple different teams, uh, multiple different systems. He knows how to at least make completions when he has to. He's got he's going to get DJ Chark back this week. Keelan Cole's decent. He's got LaVisca Chanel on the offensive side. I think their offense has enough to keep up with this game. I don't think the defense is going to keep up. I think the offense keeps up. That's okay. my. That's why I'm making. I'm making the case for the Jaguars' for offense, not the Jaguars' Nick, defense. On Mike Glennon. Yeah, Nick. Mike I, Glennon. I'm completely on your side here, but you, when you go around throwing your hard-earned beans that you go to shop right for, and you work, and it gets direct deposited in your bank account, it and does. You go every around Friday. flapping your gums, calling Mike Glennon a seasoned veteran, which he is. That's which the only. Is. That's the only accurate. Veteran, not seasoned. He's veteran. He's a seasoned veteran. How long has he been seasoned. in the league? Just because you're a veteran like, doesn't mean you're seasoned. I'm telling you right now. It's but what, what kind of seasoning? Uh, that's just like not just salt. Not just Nothing. salt. We're talking about a little bit of Cajun seasoning, some black pepper, you know, something good, a little spicy, you know, something you're like. So oh, he's not. So he's not. He's not Ryan Fitzpatrick seasoned. Ryan no, Fitzpatrick no, that seasoned is a would seasoned be like veteran. would be like herbs, spices, very well seasoned, oh, like rubbed into the meat. Uh, and and can we can we call Mike Glennon like sprinkled some some Old Bay on it? I will yes, not be sprinkling now, anything now on Mike Glennon. Remember when? Remember when? Sprinkle the money line. Woo! Right before the Chicago Bears took Mitchell Trubisky in the draft, they signed Mike Lennon to a three-year, forty-five million dollar contract. Great for this moment. They also traded a bunch of picks for Nick Foles. And he got benched within three weeks. Somebody believes in him. Somebody believes in him other than the Chicago Bears. No, 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 no. no. Somebody owes him money. They already paid. He's got. He's got. He's got blackmail on half the league, brother. Nobody pays a backup quarterback that much money. All right. Whatever. Man, I mean, okay. We've got to move on. Stick, you agree. That's all all I care about. They agreed. Nick, I'll tell you what. No, I agree with you. I do. I I just think it's funny the way you describe 
quarterbacks, especially the veteran How variety. many seasoned how veterans? Tall? How else do you describe Mike Lennon? A veteran. Journeyman. He's a seasoned veteran. He's seasoned. I don't care. He's seen a lot. He's I been through care. a lot. How tall, how tall is Mike Lennon? I don't care. It's six, I don't like four. six four, 110 pounds. How, how tall is that in like inches? I don't know. 76. 6'4", so then it's 76? Yeah. Yeah, if it's 6'4". 76. It's a complete guess, by the way. Hmm. I have no idea. Does this, seems play, like does this play into the Jaguars covering plus 10 and a half? I'm going to croak. No, no, I was trying to figure out something, but uh, I, I can't get anything with six foot four right. or seven foot All right. or 76 inches. Yeah, 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 move yeah, on yeah. from Jacksonville. It's okay. Roll Jags. 76 inches. All right. I'm going to make the case. I'll move on. I'll, t- I'll take mine. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers minus eight points this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. The very, very crappy Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Phillies 3-8 and eight against the spread. Green Bay is 7-4. and four. Um, Over Phillies' last five games are 1-4 um, against the spread on the road. They're 2-5 and five against the spread on their last seven versus the NFC. They've lost five of their last seven, and they're 3-4 and four in that span. Oh, please they tell lost me their last things. three games straight up to the Giants, Seattle, and Cleveland. Tell me all the bad things. Tell me all, all the bad, bad things. things the I'm Eagles. going to give you all the bad things about the Eagles. They're playing on a short week after losing to Seattle on Monday Night Football. And their passing defense is the eighth in the NFL. So I'll give you a little bit of a bright spot there. However, you want to flip it over to the other side of the coin. Their passing defense is eighth in the NFL, but I'll give you somebody who very well might be first overall at something, and that's playing quarterback in the history of the National Football League with Aaron Rodgers across the way. I don't know. Hot take. Hot take. I said maybe. It's I said maybe. warm in here, fellas. Some might say. All right, let me just spew you some stats about Green Bay. They're 7-4 and four against the spread. I told you that already. 5-2 and two against the spread, last seven at home. 6-2 and two against the spread, last eight versus the NFC. 5-2 and two against the spread, their last seven versus Philadelphia. They're coming off a bounce-back win versus Chicago after losing to Indy. Uh, Rodgers is still rolling. They've won three of their last four. They're 2-2 two and two against the spread in their last four. Um, and they put up 31 versus Indy and 41 versus Chicago. So their offense is most definitely working and rolling and scoring points. Um, the defense had some lapses in their judgment, especially in the run game. Um, after we saw Dalvin Cook absolutely gash him um, a couple of weeks ago in the second meeting between the two teams. Um, but their offensive line is banged up. So we'll see how that Philly defensive front can attack. I don't think very well, which is why I'm taking Green Bay minus eight. But that's my case. The Aaron Rodgers revenge tour is in full. It's not even a revenge tour. It's a fuck you tour. I tune into uh, Pat McAfee's a, Aaron Rodgers. It's Tuesdays. a fuck Jordan Love tour. It's is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. They're they're a really good team, and I feel like, I feel like the the greater football uh, contingency watchers are like are kind of like bullish on them, I guess, just because like you look Who at them and people? they'll beat just uh, just just some just some people. You know, me. that's me. Look at them, and they 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 get they. I feel like they get the blow the they they blow the doors off the, uh, excuse me, the Bears, and then they turn around and or not turn around, but they they've lost to the the Vikings, like you said earlier. It's it's hard to tell who they are, but like when push comes to shove, I think they're one of the better teams in the league. They're gonna bully Philly. Like this line should not. Philly's be terrible. This Listen, line should not their, be. It's their <laughs> offense, and you talk about how you, you argue that. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, that's definitely an argument for another, another time, but he is ridiculous, and I'm going to leave it like that. And he's going to he is going to carve up this defense. And granted, how bad the Packers' defense is, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to do anything. Um, he Carson Wentz has the most turnover worthy plays. He's going to do NFL. something, but it's going to be something bad. It's going to be something stupid. And I think this is the game <laughs> where Carson Wentz probably gets benched halfway through when Jalen Hurts comes in, because it's going to be that much of a blowout. Oh boy. Mm. Let's get nuts. So what you're saying is I should take the over in Jalen Hurts' passing yards. Yeah, it's probably going to be like 25, and I would take it. Okay. All right. I'll consider it. I think they should play Jalen Hurts yesterday, but like, you know, or last week. But (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, Philly beat writers are all saying that it's not Carson Wentz's fault, it's this and that's fault. Well, no, but that's – 
they 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 have so much money and and like capital that they've invested into Carson Wentz, and it's hard to it's hard to come off it. You know what I mean? But, it, like, but it's it, for a talk about in, for outside looking in. It's, it's yes, easy. But I mean, you, you talk about investing capital and in, in investing the team in Carson Wentz, then you go behind his back and draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Like, what are you I doing? Guess so. What's done? But that's my take. That's my take too. What's done is done. Like you already drafted the quarterback that you want to see what he has at the very least. If he's good enough, maybe you ride him out next year and well, see, that's like, like you flip the situation with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they go behind uh, Aaron Rodgers back and instead of getting him help, they draft his the future but quarterback Aaron, in the first round. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is probably good for seven wins on his own. <sighs> He don't you care. Know, so, you don't care who's yeah, behind I know him. He, don't I care. know he doesn't. I know. And he's a baller. Uh, Carson um, Wentz is, is not good for seven wins on his own. So, Nope. At least not anymore. Not anymore. Um, nope. Sorry, Sammy. Does anybody go else ahead. have to? Sammy's oh, going to go. Ahead. Sorry for taking up your time, Sammy. That's oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to make the case for the under 42 and a half in Cincinnati versus Miami. So in the last nine in Miami's games, under has gone six and three, and Cincinnati is still playing with Brandon Allen. And I don't know if you watched them when they played the Giants last week, but besides that last drive of the game where they backdoor recovered, they could not move the ball at all. They got their one touchdown off a kick return, and the one field goal was set up. They were set up like pretty much there already. So, yeah, they can't move the ball. The, the Miami defense is, you know, probably similar and um, probably a little better even than the Giants defense. And with the inconsistencies in Miami's offense, regardless of who's a quarterback, you know, I think, you know, even if they if Miami scores like 27 points, I think it could still hit because I do not see Cincy themselves getting more than 13 I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, kind of an ugly game, but, yeah, under 42-and-a-half. Yeah, you have no argument barring, for me there. Barring any uh, special teams anomalies, like you said, like a kick mm-hmm. return or exactly. like what, 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 what Miami did a few weeks ago in, in, yeah. in L.A., like you, you're, I, I, I think you're fine there. And 42 Both is teams like have used number, up their like, special yeah. teams magic yeah, this year. Right? Yeah, I mean, you look, at a, you look at a number like 42, and it's, like, it's, it's not a pretty number. To, to, to gamble on because you're basically mm. six touchdowns in a game at most, mm. you know, and I don't know. I, I like, like the bet, though. I don't think either of these offenses are anything, like, inspirational. They're not going to put up 42 points by themselves. You know? It's going to be a terrible be. game. I mean, I think it's going to be tremendously one-sided, and I think 11.5 points for Miami is, is too big for me to even think about betting. Um Last week, like you said, against the Giants, the Cincinnati Bengals only had 155 total yards. Yeah. <laughs> um, not good. And I don't think they do anything different this week against a better Miami defense. Is this game in Miami or is it in Cincinnati? It's in Miami. It's in Miami. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if this was in Cincinnati and it's a little chilly and you might get some snow, yeah. maybe, like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, in Miami, you know, they, they're probably not part. They shouldn't be partying, but yeah, take me under. There's no way all these riots and stuff are – Probably so excited, like, oh, we're going to get Burrow versus Tua in a few weeks. And then, nope, Brian Allen versus Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. It's a damn shame, but. Fitzmagic for the win. Shame. No points. All Randy right. He wins 3 nothing. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> we set? I'm all set. Cool. So, let's move on to Monday night football. This week. Did Monday I make the night. case? I don't think I made the case. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so either. That's why I said it. we all set twice and nobody answered. And oh, said, sorry. No. I was I was talking to my Google Home. My Google Home was giving me directions somewhere. I all right, make it. Let's go. Anywhere. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Indianapolis Colts uh, plus uh, or minus three and a half. Um, I feel like I shouldn't be making the case for this team because uh, they're good and they just got waxed last week uh, by the Titans. But uh, this line at three and a half doesn't feel right to me. Um, no Will Fuller, no Bradley Roby. I, I think it's I think it's fairly easy here. Bounce back game, sure. Give me the give me Indianapolis. What was the, What you. was the first and, thing that you said, Mano, about Indianapolis? Uh, I don't know. Can you remind me? I was talking kind of fast. Yes, you said Indianapolis is good. That's all I wanted to hear. They are good. They are good. There's, their defense is good. I'll, I'll I'll hold reservations about I'll hold reservations about the offense, but 
I look at, okay. They get now, T.Y. Hilton back. I, I kind Again. of compare the Indianapolis Colts to a lesser version of the Pittsburgh Steelers with a very strong defense and a not-so-strong offense. Now, granted, I think Indianapolis's offense is definitely a huge step back from uh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's offense, but I think they both run similar ways where they are relying heavily on their defense to keep them close in games, and they both have veteran season, veteran good quarterbacks – um, that have proven that they know how to get the job done when, when it needs to be done. Um, the Colts are expected to get Jonathan Taylor back, which is huge. And I just don't trust the Houston Texans to really score anything without anybody on the offensive side of the football. Nope. Nope. Correct. Nope. There we go. Move it on. All right. Yeah, let's move on. Monday night football. We have the Buffalo Bills visiting the San Francisco 49ers. However, they're not visiting the San Francisco 49ers. They're visiting the temporary Arizona, Arizona, San Francisco, 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> uh, the line is set at Niners minus one. The total set at 46 and a half. I don't really know where I want to go with this. I'm going to definitely whoa. stay you away. Say, you say Niners minus game. one? It's, yeah, I got Niners minus one right now. I saw Buffalo minus one. This is oh, going to be I a weird also. game. I do also. I do also. You're right. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. Um, so, San Fran – or the San Fran 49ers of Arizona are coming off a big win against the Rams. Uh, The Bills, what did they do? Nothing. They didn't (sighs) do anything. The Niners are helped, or at least offensively, you know, I think Mozart's pretty much back and fully healthy. Devo Samuel's back. I'm, I'm gonna take the Niners. Yeah, Minus I'm gonna be quick. One. I agree with you. I'm gonna be quick I think, to take. I think the Niners win this the, football game. Like they're desperate. They're five and six, but they they still have an opportunity to squeeze into that wild card spot. At like, so who's who's currently? Whoever the set, yeah, the seven is currently um, Arizona, who is six and five, I believe. Um, bye. See you, man. And, uh, He's back already. Hey, he's back. We're good. And um, <laughs> what was I saying? San Fran's making a push for the playoffs. Yeah, and they, they have a healthy defense now, which I think is a huge factor and a huge boost. For obviously, no Thomas and Bosa, but like you know, there's no. But getting def- Richard Sherman back, is yeah, their defense is looking is you know getting healthy. So is the offense. I think you know the more desperate team here in prime time, they're going to want to show out and you know start that playoff push. Maybe you know, win five in a row to finish, or I guess it would be six in a row to get to 10 and six and, you know, make some noise in the postseason. I personally just I, – I still – all season I have not been sold on the Buffalo Bills, and this is another game where I am not sold on them. Um, I just don't believe in their offense and, and the inconsistencies in Josh Allen's game uh, and their rushing game in particular. And I think the San Francisco 49ers can easily eliminate the rushing game from the Buffalo Bills. And now you're forcing Josh Allen to throw the ball, which is very predictable. And, and that plays right into what the San Francisco 49ers, I think, want to do. Uh, I talked about how they had Richard, they got Richard Sherman back. You have arguably one of the top uh, secondary players in Jimmy Ward. You have Jason Ferrett, uh, who's been having an outstanding season. Their secondary is legit, and it's there, and it's going to be ready. Um, Stephon Diggs is obviously a no slouch in and of himself, but who else on that offense is really going to give you uh, nightmares? I mean, you got Cole Beasley, John Brown. I don't even know if John Brown's playing. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I like San Fran to win in the game, and uh, I mean, if the over/under is forty-six and a half, I'm going to go under forty-six and a half here, and I think there's not going to be a lot of scoring. I think it's going to be back and forth, a lot of defense being played in this football game. All good there. I'm with you. You like the Niners and the I, under? I do. Not touching that total, but yeah, I'm probably not going to touch the like total, the- but I like it. I like the Niners here too. For for Sam, I don't know what you said because I dropped off, but I assume it's correct. Uh, yeah, along the same Sammy. lines of thinking that I yeah. am. Um, listen, this 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 line feels off because they're not in Santa Clara or at their home at Levi Jean Stadium, um, and they don't have Garoppolo at quarterback. It's Nick Mullins, um, so that's Nick, why well, it's I'm a little. Sorry, I hate it's not bad. It doesn't he's matter. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, ever since he's gotten Nick Mulligans, has not shut up about <laughs> Nick Mulligans. <laughs> Did you say Nick Mulligans? 
I'm thinking that's of golf you on now. the golf course there. I'm thinking, yeah, it is. Yeah, that is. That's, that's me, Nicky Mulligan. <laughs> Um, but um, Kyle, Shan- Kyle Shanahan has not shut up about Nick Mullins and about how good of a player he is and how good he is for that <laughs> offense. He can make passes too, man. I mean, he's going to have a healthy Debo Samuel. He's going to have healthy Brandon Ayuk. Um, granted, he doesn't have George Kill, but I don't think he needs George Kill. He's got Jordan Reed, who I think is, is good enough. Interesting. Interesting comparison once again from you, Nick. Yikes. Um, I said good enough. I, think I George, said good I think enough. George, George Kittle probably helps. Um, he a little bit. Little bit. I said good enough. <laughs> Definitely doesn't hurt. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> um, no, I think Nick Mullins. I think Nick Mullins and the Niners get it done here. They're getting healthier. That defense was good even when they weren't healthy. So I think they forced Josh Allen into making some some some, some shenanigans, some silly mistakes. Uh, and give me the give me the Niners here. I think they're the better team. Gang, beautiful. Two primetime games so far. Two squad Sweet. sweeps. We're gonna move on to Monday good. night football, where I don't know if we're gonna have a squad a squad sweep, but it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by seven and a half. I don't see a total on FanDuel, so we're not gonna touch on the total. Like this is Tuesday night or Tuesday at five p.m. Or actually, no. No, the Washington. Are you talking about Washington Pittsburgh? You talk about the. No, Fanduel's just messed up. It has this game listed at Monday night at five o'clock, and that's not the case because it was, and then it got moved to Tuesday. Washington and Pittsburgh is Monday at five o'clock. I know, but this game was also supposed to be five o'clock Monday, and it's not anymore. Now okay, it's so Tuesday. This game's so, on so Tuesday. Monday, so we're so talking about Monday Tuesday. Game. So we're still Tuesday on afternoon football. Tuesday so Monday, early evening football. Because we're still on Monday. The Monday football game is Washington at Pittsburgh. I mean, do you want to talk about that? I thought we were only doing like Sunday or Monday night. Well, there's two Monday games. I mean, yeah, they're it's both five o'clock. Primetime. It's not Monday night. We only do three prime time games per episode. Okay, well, Washington yeah. plus eight and a half. <laughs> Sam reaches his quota. <laughs> I'll do one of them. Otherwise, it gets otherwise it gets all haywire. <laughs> it goes off the rails. I mean, I'd almost rather talk about the Steelers Washington game because we have the inf- we have let's do it. We have full information on that. We don't have a total. Give me the Dallas. Baltimore give me Washington. Field. Yes. We don't have players for Baltimore. Um, who the hell knows? So let's move backwards to the 5 o'clock Monday game, Washington football team visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers are favored by eight points. The total is set at 42. I'm going clear, cut, and dry. Going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers minus eight. Sam and I are out here throwing up the W gang sign out You have the W's up. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, you saw what Mike Tomlin said. He said it was a junior varsity effort, and they won the football game. If you don't think that Mike Tomlin is going into that locker room oh, wait, wait, absolutely wait, 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 drilling wait. them, even as an 11-0 team, they're going to come out and win this game by 10 points. It's I a junior you. varsity outing against a Baltimore Ravens team that didn't have anybody. Fine, and now they're going on to play a Washington football team that does who's not got have a better, anybody. Who's got a healthy team, a healthy defense. I think the defense is arguably almost better. Their offense has – is is there? It's fine with me. I'm willing to throw out the last week for the Steelers and the Ravens because that is a wacky, wacky week. They prepared yeah. to play that game on Thursday and played it a almost a full week later on a Wednesday. They prepared well, for a short week and could have had a week and a half worth of prep. Well, they're gonna have a short week again, right? Because they won. To, we're we're recording this on Thursday, right? So they won yesterday, right? So that's. They probably have a victory Monday, but victory Thursday. So they're probably not in today, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so they're going into this game Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They have three and three Same. days, yeah, three four days, whatever. Th- four days if they're in today doing some light lifting and stretching. Yeah, that's not I don't different know. than playing on a Sunday after a Monday night game. It's one extra day. I mean, it matters. It definitely matters. I Listen, think it. I, I think it. I think it matters more than you're giving credit for. And I think this yeah. Washington football team defense is. I didn't say. I didn't say the R words that time. Uh, the Washington football <laughs> team defense is is one of the best in the league, and they get mm-hmm. constantly ignored just because they're two and seven, three and six. I have no idea yeah. what the record is. It's all garbage in the NFC East. This team almost got embarrassed on a Wednesday night. Like if they they we're in a position to lose that game and just so happen to be healthier than the other team and beat them. Right. I think that comes back and bite them. I think 
eight and a half is too many points for a defense that, like Nick said, might be better than Baltimore. Uh, I'll put them up there. Give me eight and a half points. It's too many points. Listen, the, the week before they played last week, I mean, they played the Ravens last week. The week before they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a bad team, and obviously their record reflects it, but I don't think the Washington football team's record reflects exactly who they are as a football team. Um, you touched on – Mano the touches on their – is in shambles. Not what, shambles, but that quarterback situation is in shambles, right? What, in, in Jacksonville? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking about Jacksonville? I thought you were talking about Washington. Well, no, I was saying, they, I was saying the Steelers played, Washington, or they played Jacksonville two weeks ago, and that's why mm. they kind of smacked them around. But I, I think Washington um, is in a more comfortable spot than – the past couple teams that the Steelers have played because the Steelers went Baltimore Ravens on a Wednesday after three postponements. They played the Jaguars the week before and the Baltimore, or I'm sorry, and the Cincinnati Bengals the week before that. Um, so those are three teams that, or two teams that are, 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 you know, uneven in the, in the front office, plus a team that got a game that got rescheduled three times. I like the Washington football team here. I think their offense is going to be enough to keep the game close. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to put up 30 points this game. I think it's going to be something around like, you know, maybe a 21 14 game. Um, And guess what? That covers the spread. So give me the Washington football team. Give me Antonio Gibson. Give me Terry McLaurin. Give me Alex Smith. Give me that defense. Sam, put this man in the dirt. I've heard, I've heard this, uh, like a little saying, the uh, the hungry dog always bites. And Washington is four and seven, tied with the Giants for the lead in the NFC East. And both teams have tough schedules on the stretch. And they they all know we have to win. You know, got to win, pull some upsets. And Washington's gonna be coming out. They're gonna be more fresh. They're gonna be coming out firing. And this game is Pat McAfee's dream because there's gonna be a lot of punting in this game. A lot of defense being played, a lot of punts. And, you know, I think the Steelers will still pull it out, but I see something like a, like a 16-13 kind of game. Listen, you look at when the Steelers played the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, in what, week seven, week nine, whatever it was, and they almost blew that game too against a Dallas team mm-hmm. that I think is far worse than this Washington football team. If you want to compare games against the Dallas Cowboys, I can refer you to Thanksgiving Day where the Washington football team lost 40 – or. Let's wrap the episode up, Nick. Wait, 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 wait. What was that? What was that? No, 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 no. You don't know how bad I want to push the stop button right now on this recording. No, 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 no. What did you say? What happened on Thanksgiving? We're going to wait till What happened was the football team beat the living shit out of the Cowboys. Thank you. When I picked the Cowboys. That's why you shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Eight and a half is too many points. Washington's got too much rest. Pittsburgh's got to turn around. I don't care what Mike Tomlin says. It's Washington easy. Let's go. I do. I do. Th- I do think that the Steelers win the game, but yeah, oh, sure. It's worth but maybe throwing what? a leg in a leg in a teaser. Maybe take them like minus point like one and a half or something. But eight oh, and a half. I, is I would too feel much. more comfortable throwing Washington more points here, but that's, yeah, but you know, if you do what you want to, man. However, you play your teasers. Your teasers. Dallas, number. Baltimore, money line. What you got on Tuesday night? Money line. Uh, does Lamar Jackson play? No. Dallas. No, no Lamar Jackson. Dallas, Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore. Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore. And now, and that's no Lamar Jackson. And what if you get six <laughs> and a half Baltimore minus six and a half, still no Lamar Jackson. Who are you taking? Probably Dallas. Baltimore. Uh, not touching it. Dallas. That's Whatever. it. Whatever. I would take Dallas, but I. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas. A slight I, lean, we'll call it. I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but they'll lean. cover for me when I want them to. Never when Never. I want to, though. <laughs> All right. So that just Take about us home, wraps sticky. up. Huh? Take us home. Taking us home. Wrap it up. That just about wraps up this episode of the Caps on Sports podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by Sam Meehan, Anthony Mano, and Nick Tobias. We'll see you next week. <laughs>